Welcome everyone to Two Brain Radio. It is our mission at Two Brain to provide 1 million entrepreneurs the freedom to live the life that they choose. Join us every week as we discover the very best practices to achieve perfect day and move you closer to wealth. One of my favorite finds has been foreverfierce.com. I linked up with Matt several months ago at Forever Fierce, and he had some fantastic ideas. And so he and I have put together a couple of packages that we think are really going to help CrossFit affiliates everywhere. Two brain mentoring clients use Matt almost exclusively. He's got fantastic designs, and he takes all the work out of it. All that time that you spend searching the internet and Pinterest and junk like that for great CrossFit t-shirts, you don't have to do that anymore. Matt has designs for you. You can put your logo on one of his templates, which are fantastic, and your clients will never know the difference. It saves you so much time that you could be using on other things like real marketing. He'll also go so far as to remind you when it's time to reorder. He'll give you suggested order sizes. He'll help you set up pre-orders so you're not even fronting the cash for the inventory. It's all amazing stuff built to help affiliates, and that's why I love this guy and this company, foreverfears.com. They do all the Catalyst shirts, all the Two Brain shirts, all the Ignite Gym shirts. They do everything for every business that I own. Hello and welcome to the Two Brain Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Mateo Lopez, and I'm one of the digital marketing mentors at Two Brain Business. Thanks for joining us. This is going to be your weekly dose of digital marketing magic, and every week we'll go over uh, marketing campaign strategies, useful tips, and updates just to keep you in the loop on the ever-changing landscape of advertising on the internet for your business. In today's episode, we have a very special guest. We have Oscar from CrossFit Metis. And yeah, I'm really excited because we're going to learn all about him, his gym. And what's most exciting, I think, is that last year he spent around $15,000 US in advertising spend, and he was able to generate from those paid ads $200,000 in front-end sales. So that's a, that's a big return. It's not totally typical, but I do want to learn because it is pretty special. I, I do want to learn the magic behind Oscar's operations. So how are you? I'm really good. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. So for those tuning in, I mean, you know, you're, you're a two-brain mentor, so people may not know a little bit about you and, and your story. I know you've had some guest blog posts and things like that, but for those who don't, you know, who are you? Where are you from? And tell us a little bit about your business. Cool. This is going to be the Twitter version of... Yeah, the Twitter version. Twitter right, version. Right. So yeah, me and my business partner, Carl, who is also a mentor here in Two Brain, we opened a gym about five years ago. We both have corporate jobs. In the past, he was in sales. I was in a banker. I used to help multinational corporations handle their liquidity. And I also worked in foreign exchange. And so about five years ago, for different reasons, we quit that and decided to open a gym in, in Stockholm. So that's where we are. Uh, we have been mentors for two brain for north of a year i think we've been in two brain as as clients for uh more than two years i think and you're on the you're on the seminar staff right correct i'm yes so uh i the gym runs itself pretty much so i balance my time trying to keep up with my seven-year-old daughter i have the opportunity to travel around the world on the weekends to uh Give people the uh, level one, the you know the 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 material on the level one, and teach people to squat. 
And I also can teach and hopefully inspire uh, gym owners around the world to become better at running their business. So I like uh, helping people both in coaching and also in in, uh, running a gym more efficiently. That's awesome. And so how long did you say, how long has your gym been open? Five years. And what was your, you know, how has your business changed? What was your business like prior to Two Brain and mentorship? And how has it changed since implementing what you've learned through the incubator? We started the gym as a business. So we both had that going into it. We had, you know, we left pretty decent paying jobs. We had families when we started. So we had to make money from the start. So what do you mean you started it as a business? You mean some people started as a hobby? Is that what you're saying? I've heard so. I've heard people do that, right? Oh, okay. we had a five-year plan. We had, you know, we had, uh, you know, we had a budget. We had, you know, cash flow projections. We had a rudimentary, you know, business plan. However, we were kind of contrarian because we've left that part of the world. So we wanted to get rid of structure and and you know corporate, you know, or no more meetings, parts. only CrossFit. Right. <laughs> right, and now it kind of comes back because you know now when we have a GM, we need that stuff. So uh, it all comes back, and and uh, you know we need that stuff in place. But that's where we started it, and we had the understanding of, of we were wanted to do CrossFit for for uh, regular people, so to say. We had no intention at all to run it for for athletes. We've had from the start a shirt on policy. The the gym where we started, it's only shirts seven. on policy. Right, right. Wow. Hey, here's the thing. When we started, it was like about 15 gyms in Stockholm. So we said, if you don't really care, then we are one of 15. But if, if you really care about not wanting to join a gym where people take shirts off, we're the only one. So to play to the odds, or, you know, we used that to increase our odds. So that was your first strategic advantage, maybe. Right. Shirts on. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And then, so yeah, so so the place is, you know, we're still in that gym, but that's that's a nine-foot ceiling. So we couldn't do RX wall balls, for instance. And we didn't really know that when we moved in, but two stores above us is the Red Cross Center for Tortured Refugees. So we can't really drop any barbells. Right. A lot of clanging and banging is probably not good for for recovery from post-traumatic stress. No, okay, well, tell, tell people about the layout of your gym because it is unique. You do have a different kind of yes. layout. Yeah, so so – we are we are at the bottom of a of a you know a, a office building. Uh, there are you know, nine stories above us, and if we drop barbells, they hear us all the way up to the ninth floor. We've actually tested it, and it's true. So we were there for three years. We had pretty cheap rent, even though we're center of Stockholm. But then three years in, the uh, the landlord said we're going to raise your rent by ninety four percent. So we said, okay, that's 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 a lot. We can really wow. yes. And we were at max capacity. We had like 175 members. We ran classes, you know, 5, 6, 11, noon, 4, 35, 36, 37, 30, pretty much. We were at max capacity. It's about, we have about 1,400 square feet of workout area. So you can fit 12 people in safely. That's about it. But inside the, the uh, you know, office building, there's a smaller, you know, basketball court. So we eventually, after a year of negotiating with lawyer, we got got this place as well. So we have two rooms in the same building. They're joined with a small corridor, 100 feet apart or something. So we run classes concurrently. That place is kind of the same size. It's obviously a higher ceilings, but it's, it's you know, 1,400 square feet for workout area there as well. You also have the recovery room, right? The- right, yes. Do have a uh, – so we, we have, you know, a small – 
we have the obviously saunas as well, right? Because that kind of came with, you know, when we bought or when we rented the uh, basketball area, saying, which is nice to have, but we have to pay rent for it. So, so of the, of the area we pay rent for, we can only use about uh, 46% of it to actually work out at because then we have storage area and stuff like that. So it's not an optimal place to run a gym at. Yeah. Especially if you yeah, can drop weights. Yeah, because we, we yeah, we can't drop weights and our rent is about four um, it's we pay north of eleven thousand a month. And that gives us two room of fourteen hundred square feet of workout area. Wow. So for those who didn't catch that, he says eleven thousand a month? Yes, US. And he can't drop weights. Nope. And he's still rocking and rolling. <laughs> it is possible, everyone. It is possible. That's that's awesome. So okay. So then you came in with a business background. You came in knowing that, hey, this is a thing that has to exist at some point without us and it needs to make money for us and our families. So, but then what, you know, what prompted you to, to sign up for, for mentorship in the first place? Yeah, so our, our original business plan was, well, because we, we got fed up of working big corporations in where they do annual health checkups, but they're useless. So uh, we were frustrated and we said that we're going to target corporate market and we're going to run corporate welfare programs at the gym. And then we're just going to run the CrossFit individual CrossFit classes as club, so to say. We switched that around, but, but that was the intent from the beginning. I'm going to talk about, yeah, that as well, because yeah, so for the CrossFit members, they, they, we charged like $45 from the beginning because that was just going to be an add-on fine strength for us. But over time, we've changed that. We've raised the prices yearly from like 45 to 75 to 95 to 105 to 135 to 165 over the five years. So if it would have known from the beginning that we were going to run a more traditional CrossFit gym, we wouldn't have started with $45 a month, obviously. Right. But you're right. So that was like where we where we started. And we knew that we were, you know, we want to run the corporate chain because we thought with money in it. And we also thought that it was the way corporate wellness programs run was not particularly efficient. So, but at some point we, we kind of switched from going to corporate side to more traditional individuals. And at some point we saw that this is not going to be a lifelong commitment uh, because we have families. We, you know, we, we can't run this, the two of us with some extra help from, you know, part-time coaches. This needs to stay. We've made a commitment to our clients and to their families and our families as well. And, you know, this is not going to fly if we don't get external help. So you're saying you, you had a strategy, you were kind of trying to land these corporate wellness deals and that wasn't working. You started to pivot and I guess, were you just not seeing the growth that you needed to see or, or were you two working a lot and burning out? What was the... No, I think like we weren't working a lot. We're probably working, you know, less than 40 hours a week. We were coaching the majority of the classes, the two of us, and we enjoyed that. But and, but we were at capacity. We couldn't really bring in more members. And at some point, you know, we got kids who want to take the summers off and, and stuff like that. And we saw that you know, now we have people here that have lost the 20 pounds or 30 pounds. You know, we have people that have met in the gym. We've, we've, we've made a commitment to them, even though we just have monthly memberships. We, we can treat everyone as a, as a lifetime member. We want to improve their life throughout life. So, and we said that on the path we're running right now, this is not going to be sustainable. So not for us, not for the coaches, not for our members and not for our, our families. So then we needed an external. Okay, great. So I see. And, and your prices were really low. So that was a problem. Like there, your arm was, it sounds like your, 
your arm was pretty low and that was kind of an issue right. it sounds like especially when it comes to the, the private we were doing pretty good because we had some corpus that would that was paying you know big tickets but when we made it pivot we had to we thought it's going to be easier to attract you know individuals because we were, we were like four or five years behind you guys so this is like in 2014 2015 which is kind of like the equivalent of you know your 2011 2012-ish got it okay and then so you signed up for mentorship and what changes did you see in your business afterwards tremendous and we had been lurking for quite some time we've, we've been following chris and, and the two brain for quite some time so we had been doing some we've been implemented some of the uh strategies but we were, you know, we were kind of tired of, of treating ourselves as corporate because we came from that. So we didn't really want to have flow charts or processes written down. We wanted to be shoot from the hip because, you know, we're tired of feeling like we're suit. But that's where we kind of, you know, had to come back. And our, our mentor first said that you have to be like McDonald's. I'm like, I don't want to be associated with McDonald's. But, you know, the, the consistency of McDonald's, I can't say that I go there too often, but I don't really know if I've ever been disappointed or presently surprised. You know what you're going to get if you go to McDonald's. So that's really where we started of, of, of solidifying and, and codifying our culture. So it was pretty clear that this, the way we run our business, our systems live in, you know, our culture lives in our systems. I like that. Yeah, I really like that. I think I think what you're touching on is kind of the first lesson in the incubator is the vision and value section and how that needs to be, as you said, codified and written down somewhere so that it lives in your standard operating procedures. It lives in the way in which your, your coaches do things in your gym, do the service. And then it also helps like... It helps in the long run too, because if that's not clear and written down and codified, like you said, you know, it's going to be hard to teach that to your, to your staff and to, to make that experience consistent. If you have a certain value or way or brand promise for your, for your gym, you're talking about McDonald's. You need that to be written down and codified, like you said. So it's consistently being expressed through every aspect of customer engagement in your, in your service. Cool. All right. So, so that, that was a, a big, it sounds like having someone reel you back in and say, Hey, I get that you were shooting them from the hip before, but you know, you know, you know, some of this stuff. So just, you know, go back. Um, so that sounds like that was a, a big turning point for you guys. What else? Tell me a little bit about, you mentioned this a little bit before, which is you have a commitment to your clients and your staff. Once you open your doors, what do you mean by that? I think that we have these people come together and there's a, there's a, there's a, obviously they have a contractual agreement that we should deliver some kind of service, you know, thrusters and burpees and they, they fork over some money. But I think it's bigger than that. And, and that's something I realized, in, you know, last year that it's, it's like a silent agreement of people coming together. We, we, and, 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 and our part in that is making sure that we can stay on top to deliver them thrusters and burpees. But, but, but throughout life, it's going to be ups and downs. But the commitment we've done to these people is to improve their life throughout. So, so they can improve their families if they're, you know, if they have kids, they want them to be better parents if they, you know, or help their, inspire their parents to be, you know, get off the couch. So I think it's, you know, we started as a fun thing, you know, as a business, it's cool to work out. But I think it's, it's, it's far bigger than that now that this commitment that we have is something we take really seriously. And, and that's probably, as, as you mentioned, the number one reason why we just can't shoot from the hip anymore. Consistency is very important to us. And We've we're probably gonna get into a bit of marketing, paid marketing, paid advertising, but we've been very fortunate in the way paid advertising has worked for us. 
but, it, but to the point where we, you know, we burnt out to be coaches. They were working too much. So we, we were too, so, too successful. So now Carl, my business partner is phenomenal at talking to each, you know, we, when we bring coaches on, we don't talk about, you know, coaching their squad or, you know, metabolic pathways or something. We just start by talking about values. So he sits down and, you know, for an hour, just talks about values, values, values. And so we kind of at the point now where, so regardless of what problem is, the, the, you know, the answer is always your values. Greg Glassman said, you know, the, the, regardless of what the problem is, the answer is always your squad, but for the business is always the values. So Carl takes them through that. And that's trying to something we're trying to reiterate all the time because it's so easy to get caught up in thrusters and burpees or, or whatever, but that's only manifest, manifested in the way we actually deliver a service and that's through our values. Yeah. If you have a problem, if you have a question, you turn to your core values and it should be right there. The answer should be right there for you. Awesome. So yeah, tell me a little bit about that. How often do you check in with your coaches? It sounds like, it sounds like from what you're telling me, you know, you, you, we at Tubin, we sit down with our members on a regular basis, have what we call goal setting sessions to check in with them. Sounds like you do that with your coaches. Tell me a little bit about that, that process. Yeah. So, so currently we got three full-time coaches and then it's Carl and myself is also like full-time or our, you know, we don't do anything else, you know, obviously we do some mentoring and, and some stuff like that, but we're on payroll and then we got a GM, a nutrition coach, like 20%. And then we got five or six part-time hem coaches and Carl sits down to talk with the coaches like weekly on life. How do you, you know, how do you, how do you feel is going? And then I'm trying, I'm trying to focus more on, on the coaching. So we're trying to check in at least, at least weekly on the full-time coaches. And then eventually going to do the same thing with our, our part-time coaches as well. And then we continuously produce material for our coaches to train, you know, in terms of like how do we effectively coach our athletes or, you know. Uh, so we try to check in with them regularly because since we have now stepped away from being the baker or the, you know, the, the we're, we're not really, we, we don't really have the icon problem anymore. We have to make sure that our coaches deliver the same kind of message and service that we did in the beginning. So it's really important that we check in with them that to see that they are actually doing what we want them to do. I'll check in and make sure, hey, like, is this, make sure that whatever their life professional goals are, that you're still in, you're, what you're offering them is still in line with that and making sure that they're working the amount of hours they want to work and making what they want to make and, and sleeping the amount they want to sleep. And then you're there for the quality control. So right. tell, tell me a little bit about how do you check in on your, how do you do quality control on your your coaches when they're doing classes how do you do that so the simplest way is that what we found is that works the best is if we if we uh we have them record it we set up a video a camera uh, they record the class and then they watch it i watch it they write down you know what they think was good what can be improved i do the same thing we base it on you know the six criteria that we teach on the the level two, the teaching, seeing, correcting, presence and attitude, group management and demonstration. And then we grade them one to 10. Doesn't really matter where the numbers are, but then we just find something to focus on for next time. And then we just keep reiterating the, the process. So I watched them coach in 2X because I can't really watch yeah. the entire. <laughs> well, I was going to say, how, how many hours are you spending watching videos a week? Well, I don't know. You don't have to watch the entire session because if you watch the entire session, you, you, you can just you know, you know, when the warm up is over, you know, when, you know, the technique, whatever, if you just focus on one thing, it doesn't really matter where just find start something. It's just like, where do we start? Well, anywhere. So I just want to focus on one thing, see that the improving of that thing. And then we move on to the next. I think what you just said is so, so valuable. I I remember when I was starting working through the incubator and you're just like, I got to track all this stuff. 
I got to create all these systems. I got to create all these processes. And it's like, no, just pick one thing, one metric, one thing you want to measure. And then once you regularly start measuring that, then you pick the next thing and the next thing. So it's like, yeah, let's focus on coaches' warmups. Let's just look at that for the next two weeks and just do that. And then we'll move on to their strength and uh, them teaching barbell stuff. And then we'll move on to the metabolic part, metabolic conditioning part. So that's amazing. All right, cool. So you watch videos, you have them watch it, you grade it, and you discuss um, and work on and then give them their, their points, of, points of improvement. That's amazing. So, all right. And I, I think that you mentioned paid advertising. I want to bring that up because you've been talking about consistency of service, right? You have to deliver excellence and you have to do it every time. And I think that's probably a big part of what's led to your success in some of the paid advertising. Because you, last year alone, you spent you know, a little little over 15 grand, $15,000 in ads, and you were able to generate over 200,000 in front-end sales, just front-end sales from, from these ads. So tell us a little bit about your paid advertising system and why you think you've been able to, to have such awesome results. Yeah. So obviously this has to come at a cost. We'll probably don't forget you know, we need to mention that as well. We've, we've burnt out some coaches. I want, I want to, if, if, yeah, I, can, yeah, yeah. if I forget, let's come back to that. Cause if you just look at the numbers, like, yeah, 200,000 in front and you know, they should be telling you, we are doing really well right now, but there was some collateral damage. There was some, right, collateral damage. we lost some good soldiers on the way. <laughs> right. Right. And you know, yeah. So yeah. But if we just start where we are currently, we, yeah. So I think I told Chris that the first time I spoke to him, like, you know, what we try to do when we when we get at least especially I when when I get get told you know this is the way to do it I'll see if I can break it I'll try to do I try to reverse engineer it and break it to improve it and because I think I have that obligation I think we did the same thing with with marketing as well because we we start with your you know, the, the traditional you know the the default one point you know one point zero two brain marketing thing but as quickly as I could I try to destroy it because I think that. We've made a an agreement with all the other you know two brain clients to to try and prove it. And if, if everybody do, just doing the same thing, there's going to be a regression to the mean. We're, we're not going to have exponential returns. So there's got to be someone that from time to time brings in something that makes that jump from like zero to one. So that's what we're looking for. So we've been tinkering around quite a bit with paid marketing, but but what we've come down back to is that we put together a video for a. a I don't even know if we say it's six weeks, but we essentially take it to six week program. Yeah. You have your, and, you have your front end service or your fitness program that you're offering. You have this video. Right. And, and we've done really well produced material from a good, you know, videographer and that was doing well, but we have one that I shot in a GoPro. So it's like fish eye and it looks weird, weird. And, and what we did in the first, we even specifically say that it's going to six week and we said the price. We try to edit that out a few times. So it's, it's squeaks and quick and cuts and, and it's funky as hell, but it works really well. And we bring in, so everybody comes in on the same front and offer. We have a picture of, you know, on Facebook, it comes to the landing page to see this video that's been chopped up a few times now, but it, it's still delivering. And we even, we have a price on the website. On, on the landing page because we want to filter people out because we've, you know, we don't want anyone to come in and take time. But even though we, we market a, you know, six week thing at 450, only 60% actually end up buying that. We sell a lot of nutrition and personal training based on a video. We even produced a nice looking video for, for personal training. But this funky one, the six week thing with prices on converts better than the other one. So, uh, 
I don't think it's anything else about pure and sheer luck that it works really well for us. So tell me a little bit about, so someone, someone sees this ad, they, they, they watch your, your video, your funky video, they inquire, what happens? Yeah, so as I said, we, we post the price. We didn't do that. We've been doing that for like six months now because we want to filter out people because we are, our, our cost per lead are so low. So, you know, so they're really low currently. They're like $8 with the price. So we want to filter out people. So they, then we put out, you know, we have a uh, planning site, traditional one, you know, tell them what we're looking for. We specifically say we don't want people that just want to do the six week or the, the, the time-based thing. This is a long-term commitment. And then they schedule a, a no sweat intro and so they uh, schedule and then, and then what happened? Yeah. So we obviously have lead nurture in place. However, because we've been down to like $4 at the beginning of the year for, for, to acquire lead and they know the price, it's actually cost us more to nurture the leads than just wait for someone else to book and call us. So, yeah, so you have a unique, you have a unique problem. You just have too many people inquiring that for you to right. like follow up, you're burning money, <laughs> you're burning staff yeah. costs. And yeah, that's currently where we are. We are at like 275 members and we can't have any more group members come in. So we keep, keep running the same funky video because it works so well, but we're trying to convert people on nutrition and personal training instead because we can't really fit any more group people in. So you use it as like a Trojan horse. They inquire about this thing and then you're like, hey, by the way, I'm not going to sell you this thing. I'm going to sell you <laughs> No, uh, like we don't like we try to pride ourselves in not selling. We just want to make people buy. Yeah, no, hundred so percent. Yeah, I understand what you say, but everything we do is from health perspective, and and we do turn away like I'd say eight of ten are sign up with some kind of service because we filter them up pretty hard. We just say that when we call them up for the you know sort intro that you know if you're just looking for a, you know a you know fat burning boot camp, there are other places that are work harder than us because we're just you know this is not the place for you. But we try to, and we also send people to other gyms. If they live too far away from our gym, we send them other way. You know, just we want people to come to us for the right reason. And tell me a little bit about that. What what happens when they sit down in front of you? How does that no sweat? How does that intro process work? Yeah. So currently, it's myself and Car that does that because we enjoy that, and our coaches are pretty full with doing goal reviews and personal training and running classes. But we're probably going to make our GM do it fairly soon. So. We give them a tour of a gym. We have posters of members and we have some other things to show that it's very important for us to show that we are evidence-based. So we have the 11 method system, but regardless of what you have, we talk about your measurable results. We have pictures of members. We have some that are fit. We have you know, one member, John, he's, he's, he's had Parkinson's for 23 years. He rides into the gym in his electrolytes wheelchair. And and uh, so we, and his, his neurologist said, Two years ago that he had six months to live and is still rocking and rolling. And the neurologist, you know, contributes a lot of that to CrossFit. So we kind of like him to point out that, yes, there's someone here that is less fit than you are. So you can probably do it. And after that, we sit down and, and we try to figure out how we can help them best. You know, we ask questions on where they've been health-wise. What are they looking for? Trying to find emotional reason for them to succeed. Uh, I think it's important because everybody says they want to lose 20 pounds. I had a woman fairly recently that said eventually we got down to she wanted to you know fit in her bathing suit and I said why because she's currently driving across town to take her kids to the pool because she doesn't want to go to the pool right next to her because you know she's embarrassed to take take her kids there and and obviously that makes me want to help her a lot more than someone who just want to lose twenty pounds and I hopefully that's going to help her 
put in the time and effort to, to lose the 20 pounds. I love that. You got it. You always have to ask why and then ask why again and ask why again. Yeah. So you get to the, the real reason. That's awesome. That's great. So you're got a full-time staff. You've got a GM coming on board. You're going to be able to put more and more on his plate, allow him to grow and have more or allow them to grow and have more opportunity. And you are, you're, you have a profitable business. You're on level one staff. What do you think has been the key to your success? I do think there's a lot of luck to it. Uh, I think that, uh, as I said, the video is kind of funky and we currently don't really have that many. There aren't that many people that compete with us on what we're doing. I think we are kind of unique in, 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 uh, in our branding or what we do. We don't really, you know, we don't have any, you know, bloody hands on our Instagram handle or something. So I think that, that, that plays to it. But I also think that we are just lucky in a sense. We, we try to, we try to look at numbers but at the same time, at some point, it's, you know, I like to be data driven. We talk about it a lot, you know, in terms of I, I know what our our cost per leads they're currently at eight dollars, and I know how much money we made last year, and and, and all of that, and I can see what age cred, ad creative is performing better, what picture is it. But at some point, you're like modeling randomness. There's so many variables I don't control. So at some point, we just have to have, we have to kind of define success for ourselves. Like, could something work better? Probably. But are we happy at $8? Yes. Like, what happens if they are 12? Are we still happy? Yes. If they go over 18, is maybe that's when we start doing something. So we try not to spend, you know, to, to, uh, to pride us too much in, in our success in terms of marketing. I do think we are good at, at, at really showing people uh, that we care. I think that that's, that's very important. And are, we are willing to fail. We don't, you know, we, we, we do spend a lot of money on, on marketing because we like to play around. We are going to start doing more personal training as now. We're going to actually test some with our, you know, to bring in people from other gyms to see if we can test them on our leveling system to just bring them in to do personal training at us to get their levels and then pass them on to go back to their own gym. So I think, but I think we, we, we have a deep respect for each other, Carl and I, and, and we both, you know, want to succeed. And I think, you know, Josh, our mentor helps us a lot. So that's a kind of vague answer, but I, I don't really want to say, I don't want to take credit for, for the success we've had in, in marketing. We've just been fortunate to spend time with you. We've been lucky, but we keep running with it. We do spend a lot of money in marketing as well, because we're not, we're not willing to, 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 you know, it doesn't really matter if we, if we fail. We just keep trying. Awesome. I'm going to ask you one more time. You don't have to be specific with marketing. Just what's been the key yeah. to your success in general with your gym in general? No, uh, I think accountability is very is, is something that it comes down to. I think we, we, we attribute a lot of success with our members to accountability. And that's the same thing in terms of for business as well. We have a board that helps us a lot. We do have tremendous help from from our mentor, you know, from you as well. And since both Carl and I are mentors, like and everything we say kind of goes through the mentor filter. So it's kind of like imagine being married to like, you know, a, a shrink or something. It's kind of <laughs> it could be quite challenging from time to time. But the accountability and having a sounding board, it's something that, that has been tremendously important in in, in our success. And you know, marketing for you, for you, for you and John in the beginning, Josh, 
uh, Chris and everyone else, like, you know, we, we, we try to help the two brain family. So we, we do what we can. And if we say that we are developing something in terms of marketing, we, we want to do it so we can give it back. If we're doing something in terms of coaches development, we say that out loud. So we've made a commitment. Awesome. So, well, first of all, thank you for coming on today. And, and thanks for chatting with us. If people want to find you, people want to talk to you, people want to hang out, where can they find you? Yeah, the easiest way would probably be uh, Oscar with a K at twobrainbusiness.com. If you, for some reason, would be strolling around in the streets of Stockholm and then you would be around a gym, you're more than welcome to come in. We have amazing coffee. Beautiful. Awesome. Well, thank you, sir. And uh, I'll probably see you in June, right? That's right, man. <laughs> I'll see you in June. <laughs> hey, everyone. Chris Cooper here. I'm really thrilled to see you this year in June in Chicago at the 2019 Two Brain Summit. Every year we have two separate speaking tracks. There's one for you, the business owner, and there's one for coaches that will help them make better, longer, more meaningful careers under the umbrella of your business. This year we've got some pretty amazing topics like the client success manager, how to change your life, organizational culture, the business owner's life cycle, how to have breaks, how to have vacations, how to help your marriage survive owning a business, motivation and leadership, how to convert more clients, how to create a GM position that runs your gym for you and leaves you free to grow your business, uh, how to start a business owner's group in your community and more. The point here is to do the right thing that will help gym owners create better businesses that will last them for the long term, get them to tinker phase, help them be more successful, create meaningful careers with their coaches and give their clients a meaningful path to long-term health. We only do one big seminar every year, and that's the Two Brain Summit. And the reason that we do that is because a big part of the benefit is getting the Two Brain community together and, and welcoming strangers into our midst and showing them how amazing gym ownership really can be. We'll have a link to the Two Brain Summit, including a full list of all speakers and topics on both the owners and the coaches side in the show notes. I really hope to see you there. As always, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We greatly appreciate you and everyone that has subscribed to us. If you haven't done that, please make sure you do. Drop a like to the episode, share with a friend, and if you haven't already, please write us a review and rate us on how, what you think. If you hated it, let us know. If you loved it, even better. See you guys later.